Adelaide, good morning to you. 104.7 Triple M's Dead Set Legends. An absolute thrill to be here once again. Tommy Rockliffe is the former skipper of the Brisbane Lions. What a game of footy last night, but no good, Rock. How are you? No, weak as water, the Lions, aren't they? They just do not like playing at the MCG. Filters down from the top. Really disappointed with that performance last night. They should have won that game. Unfortunately, they fell in a hole late. And uh, we've had two crackers to start the round, though. It's been um, some really good footy, hasn't it? Yeah. Sydney on Thursday really? night, we're up and about and uh, got the job done by two points. And then Melbourne win by a point. So mm, speak- incredible stuff. Speaking of Melbourne as well, Mark Williams is going to join us. Uh, well, it was a, a great game of football. And Jakey Melksham kicked the match winner and he thanked basically Mark Williams for all the work that he's, uh, he's done with him and the, the whole Melbourne team. So we're going to get all of that out of uh, Choco very, very shortly as I welcome the past skipper of the Redbacks. Callum Ferguson, hello, mate. What a morning for it. It's been a great week of sport again. And uh, we're in between test matches at the moment. But the footy's uh, been kicking off beautifully for us over the last few nights. And... Uh, well, it was a big weekend of footy last week too, Rock, wasn't it? Oh, it certainly was. I mean, you, you've got the Lions who can't play at the MCG, Fergos. Yep. And then Essendon, big, big win. Oh, and you've got the Adelaide no. Crows that refuse to wear the white shorts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they just don't, uh, they don't seem to like it over there. Now, what? I know you're trying to push through to the next uh, next break really quickly. Some but and no, we've to got something here, we need to cover off here. Now, you just hit that button there, please. You two need to put something on this, and it needs to happen next Saturday morning, I think, that the loser has to be punished somehow. I've got an idea. Okay, hit me, Fergus. I think when Essendon win, I think Tomo should have to turn up and throw my Essendon Guernsey on and wear it for the entire show. Very visual. It's visual, so we need something audio as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe, uh, Maybe... one of you could sing, sing the uh, opposition's theme song. Oh. I think that's a great idea because Essendon right aren't losing this one. <laughs> this is, well, I was right. This is painful. I was right. This is painful. <laughs> how, how, are you, how are you feeling at halftime when they'd given up nearly 100 points? Uh, oh. It wasn't even halftime, mate. It was 10 minutes into the first quarter, to be brutally honest. Had the Crows heard of someone called Zachary Merritt or Darcy Parrish or anyone like that in the midfield? Mate, I'm decked out like a true bomber. I'm looking <laughs> like it. the likes of, you know, Courtney Johns, Damien Cubido, Kepler Bradley, <laughs> Ricky some Dyson, some, some of the, the absolute Hayden Skipworth, Kyle Remus, <laughs> and Mark Tom Dog Thomas. <laughs> Damien Peverell. <laughs> Paul Barnard. Don't forget them. Oh, Dave right. Wallace. Okay, so I've been actually practicing all all week, you know, because I've had a long time to get, like I said, 10 minutes in the first quarter of the game was <laughs> done. It. So I'm going to crank this right up, okay? I'm ready yes, to please. rock and roll. I'm decked out nicely, aren't you I? Are. You know, It'll be this... up on the socials later on. Yeah, the Guernsey's a little bit big for me, but uh, other than that... <laughs> It'll fit your little pot belly nicely. (laughs) Pot belly Thomas. (laughs) All right, let's crank this up. Let's go. See the bombers fly up, up to win the premiership flag. Our boys who play this grand old game are always striving for glory and fame. See the bombers fly up, up. The other teams, they don't fear. They try their best, but they can't get near as the bombers fly up. Everybody now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, dear. Well done. That isn't the well archives yeah. for the ages. That's going nowhere. Are we on? <laughs> Choco Williams to join us next. What have I done? <laughs>
104.7 Adelaide. Scribble M, it's the Dead Set Legends. Let's get it sorted. 11 minutes past 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. It's the Dead Set Legends on Adelaide's at Triple M. And the D's too good last night. Can it be the match winner for Melbourne? Jake Milchin, 45 metres out. Pretty good looking intent. He's got it there, Jakey! And look at the celebration. Unbelievable scenes here at the MCG. Melbourne fans going eight. Incredible game of football last night. The Melbourne Demons too good in the end. One point winners over the Brisbane Lions. And the Melbourne head of development is Mark Choco Williams. We love him here at the Dead Set Legends and he joins us right now. Choco, hello, mate. Uh, morning, guys. Yeah. Brilliant night, eh? Oh, oh. mate, you uh, you got credited after the game by Jakey Melksham. We know how much work you're doing with the Melbourne Footy Club and the Fords and the goal kicking, mate. It must have all felt like it paid off in dividends last night. Uh, yeah, there's been some up and down. You know, I think the first ten weeks were brilliant, and then the next five were poor. So the last couple have been good, and uh, you know, each week we uh, try and bring something different to the table. And uh, you know, some of the snaps and things we did that, that went through. Uh, I was really pleased with. We've been working under a lot of pressure trying to do snaps. So, uh, yeah, they came through and, you know, in the end, Jake has to take the time and uh, go back to his routine and deliver and, uh, you know, all credit to him under that sort of pressure. Now, Choco, Jake Melch, I'm an Essendon fan, and I, I tell you what I always appreciated was his competitive nature. He just keeps coming and he, he's had a bit of a roller coaster career, but one thing you can always bank on is his ability to compete when it counts. Yes, he's a, I know, probably a, a little angry man. And, uh, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't care how big the, the people are in the battle. He, he's still there and uh, right in their face. So uh, good on him and uh, found a way to uh, uh, put the score on the scoreboard last night. So, it was, you know, it was great for us all. And Choco, can you give us a bit of an insight into some of the drills that you do a little bit differently in your development program? I'm sure you're always arguing with Sel- Selwyn Griffith down there, who's the uh, head of fitness and trying to get your hands on the players. We know that the high performance don't like that too much, but is there anything that you do a bit differently with the players that uh, maybe other clubs don't do? Uh, yeah, probably they, uh, uh, advertisement, but I... I, we do use the precision footies to, uh, uh, to kick for goal. And, uh, you know, uh, honestly, uh, people can uh, think, oh, well, I... I invented them, but they have a great return. And I think, you know, any kid out there that's, you know, working on their kicking or goal kicking, girl or boy, whether they're little kids or adults, they really work and they should give them a try. So um, that's that's the truth as far as I can see. Petrarca with another four goals last night, Choco. That's eight in the last couple of weeks, really giving you a different look up there with... Uh, Bailey Fritch out. Is that something we can see as a more of a permanent look coming forward uh, into the finals? Well, there's no doubt he has lots of shots on goals, and he had whether he was playing midfield or forward. But uh, uh, you know, most of them are snaps and on the run, and he he hasn't been uh, all that good at uh, delivering those. When I watch it closely, you know, he's got two or three people hanging off him most of the time. When you look at the uh, you know, the the actual accuracy score afterwards, it's easy to think that he's missing all these set shots, but he's really not missing those. So, uh, uh, look, we, we'll we use him forward and, and back, uh, sorry, forward and uh, midfield uh, as we did last night. And, you know, he he's, uh, you know, a brilliant player in both places. And, you know, we 
love to have two of them. And, you know, I, I can't see why Clayton can't do exactly the same yep. thing. He's, he's uh, really talented overhead as well. So uh, uh, we'll wait and see. And you made the tough decision to leave out Brody Grundy last night. Max Gorn, clearly best on ground in the end, absolutely dominated that. How do you see that playing out towards the back half of the year? Can they both play in the one team? Oh, uh, yeah, look... Uh... I'm uh, a real fan of Brody, and we uh, just about going out to watch the twos play uh, in, in the next hour or so. Um, you know, we, we've kind of looked at it and thought, you know, both he and Max don't get that much time actually playing in the forward line, and we uh, we want them to play there. But, uh, you know, they haven't had many balls directed to them uh, in particular, so hopefully... You know, we can spend some time. He can learn a little bit more and get more confident in marking the ball amongst, uh, you know, backmen rather than on the wing. And, uh, you know, if we can keep developing that, he, you know, his rough work has been brilliant for the club. And, uh, you know, we certainly need him in the, in the side. And, you know, you never know the next week uh, if Max gets a, a bang in the leg or something, he's playing. So that's how important he is to us. And he certainly knows that. Choco, looking at the the run home into the finals now, you found yourself in a pretty strong position. That was a huge win last night, huge four points. Uh, It's a real opportunity to to try over the next few weeks to try and push yourselves into that four and really iron out a spot. Yeah, that's that's for sure. But, uh, you know, I I watched Adelaide play uh, Collingwood uh, live with, uh, you know, 15 of our young players. Mm. You know, box uh, at the MCG just recently, and they were, you know, they were really good. Uh, so, you know, each week, uh, you know, you have to come and perform. It's not uh, you can't tick the boxes now and say that oh, that will happen and that will happen. And as you see every week, there's mm. a something jumps up in AFL footy that you have to uh, be prepared for. So, you know, we have to bring our best game to the table every week, and if we do, you know, we're a good chance. Yeah, speaking of Mark Choco Williams, uh, we had him on a couple of weeks ago when he went into the AFL Hall of Fame. Yes, but I want to ask did. again: there's a job vacancy up here on in sunny Queensland, Choco. If the phone rings, will you uh, take the call? Get him in. I, I have been uh, been in Queensland before, so uh, I'm uh, very happy here in uh, in Melbourne. <laughs> and uh, uh, bad luck for Dewey. You know, he's obviously an ex uh, player under me and. In the 04, you know, all the yep. uh, the boys certainly support him and, uh, you know, hopefully he pops up again pretty soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time again, Mark. Choco Williams, you're a star, mate, and well done last night. Uh, good work, guys, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Sounds good, mate. Well done, Choco. What an absolute star that man is and very, very lucky to to have him on. And uh, I noticed you, you picked up that question about uh, Brody Grundy being out. We saw the best of Max Gorn last night, Rock. 29 touches and a goal playing Ruck. He was brilliant. Yeah, sometimes it, it, it's funny how that works with Ruckman. They like to do the job by themselves, generally speaking. Steph Martin was a, a guy like that that used to love just taking all the pressure on himself and rucking by himself for the whole game. Rock, do you, what, what do you put that down to? Because obviously you'd think, you know, having a break and getting back out there to be fresh because you've got another Ruckman up your sleeve would be advantageous. Because because they're so dopey, for them, they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't know how to play anywhere else except in <laughs> because they're do- <laughs> so dopey. <laughs> wow, Biggles will be ringing in in Cop a sec. One hundred four point seven Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. <laughs>
Bit of sugar right for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. The Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. How good it was to have Mark Choco Williams just on before. If you missed that chat, you can get it on the listener app, L-I-S-T. And uh, time to talk a little bit of cricket here, Fergos. They're playing it in the bloody States. Yeah, they are. It's Major League Cricket time, and uh, it kicked off yesterday. And in pretty spectacular style, there was a good crowd. Um, Trent Kelly's actually on the ground over there uh, taking care of the, um, the the pitches, all the facilities. And it's like, there's a game on at the moment as we speak. And uh, look, to be honest, it, it's been pretty exciting because there's been so many IPL teams involved in this. And they've, they've paid big money uh, to get involved and buy out teams. We've got... Uh, we actually had Adam Crossweight on uh, earlier in the year to talk about it a little bit, and we might do the same as this thing, uh, as this thing progresses. But it's it's certainly uh, breaking new ground to be take, seeing cricket, a major tournament played in America, is is huge news. Um, I think there would have been some people out there that saw the photo of Adam Zampa yeah. wearing some pretty outrageous sunnies, and Zamps just does it his way. He uh, he marches to the beat of his own drum, Brilliant. but um, all the big names are over there, and. Um, it all kicked off with Faf de Plessis, one of the, um, the biggest names in the tournament, hitting one straight to cover first ball. So he, oh, he got a good start to the Perfect. tournament. But um, Spencer Johnson yeah. is, is, is over there. He's at the Knight Riders. So, um, you know, he'll be one to watch as the tournament progresses. But certainly to see cricket on a, on a, on a, a scale like that in America <clears throat> is, a, is a huge step forward for the game. And there are so many, um, so many cricket lovers over there, particularly from the Indian and Pakistan region, mm. living in, in America. It's only going to be a big win, I think, Rock. Yeah, and you speak about um, IPL teams as well there, Fergus. Justin Langer, is he uh, okay. taking a, a coaching job? Yeah, he has. The Lucknow Super Giants, uh, they've landed a big fish in JL. Um, there's been a number of teams that have, you know, England tried to get a hold of JL at one point, but um, he said yes to the IPL. That'll be a huge payday for him, but yeah. also, you know, probably a pretty deserved one. He's He's been successful everywhere he's gone, and uh, to see him getting an opportunity over in the IPL is really exciting. Another Australian involved over there is a, a great sign for Australian cricket. And they're in good shape. They finished third in both their two seasons in the IPL, so hopefully you can take that one step further. As, as we uh, look forward to the Ashes, where this has been enthralling, to be honest. Oh, it's been yeah, absolutely good. brilliant. The fourth test kicks off on Wednesday with some uh, clouds over Cameron Green, David Warner. Mm. It's uh, And, you know, I heard last night the, the Rush Hour boys were talking Bluey was um, suggesting maybe not even taking in a spinner, leaving Todd yep. Murphy out and going with, with more quicks. How do you see it? Yeah, look, I'm always nervous not to take a spinner into a game. Um, the wicket at Old Trafford can become quite dry and dusty late. Um, but if you're not going to bowl your spinner, yeah. why have him, have him in the team? Mm. Now, we, we didn't bring Todd Murphy on until there was about 30 runs left in the game. I mean, that, that's just not fair for him because he's got no rhythm. He's barely bowled for the Test match. Um, but it's also not giving yourself the best opportunity to win. A spinner can really break the rhythm of a, a batting pair at the crease. And there were some moments I thought earlier on when there was 100, 150 runs up our sleeve um, to give him an opportunity to get into the game, get, get some feel. It could have only been for you know three or four overs, set a defensive field, but get him into the game, mm. change the rhythm of the innings and, uh, and try and get it back on your terms. So that... Look, I think if you're not going to bowl him, don't pick him. Yep. And I'm with Bluey on that. But I would pick him and bowl him. Um, Marsh, I think he holds off green. So you, you, <laughs> you're going pretty well unchanged? You're going yeah, unchanged. I, I can't, well, I can't see 
how you can leave a guy like Mitch Marsh out. David Warner, three of the six innings, has enabled us to get away. We, we've had... That's been probably our most successful pairing in the, in the last couple of Ashes series over in England. And, and that's not saying a lot, but certainly we've gotten into the innings and allowed the middle order to, to come in once the ball softened a little bit. So I don't see that changing either. You could potentially play both all-rounders, though, couldn't you, and force someone else to open. And then if you don't want to pick a spinner, do they underutilise under Travis Head's ability mm. to bowl as well? We seem, every time he seems to bowl, he takes wickets. Yeah, and the reason he does um, is because, and we've talked a bit about this on Triple M Cricket through the summers, he, he's better than uh, your stock standard part-timer. He gives the ball a proper rip, and you know pretty quickly with Travis how they're landing on the day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you might get a few shin-high full tosses early, um, in which case you rip him off, give him another crack later on. But once he starts landing them, he's, he, he gives it a rip. It bounces a bit more than you expect. He's a competitor. So, um, look, yes, you, you could do that. You could push someone up the top. If a lot of people speaking about Travis Head going to the top. We're not moving Travis Head. Yeah, Travis so it, Head is too damaging at five. We saw what can happen when you get a, a stroke player like that coming up against you mm. in Harry Brook the other day. He got going and, and took the game away from the other. Travis has done that for two years for us. It's not India. The wickets aren't as flat. There's a bit happening with the new ball. Don't risk Travis at the top. Hypothetically, Warner out, okay, and Harris mm. is not being picked. Could Marsh open or Labashane open? That might sound stupid, but could they do it? Like, What's the difference between getting snicked off in the first three balls and Labashane's out there anyway, Fergus? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I've always thought that if you can bat three, you, you could open. Um, it, it's not going to be your preferred position. It's not going to be your, your strength. But it, it could be a way to manufacture some performance out of Marnus. He mm. is battling a little bit for rhythm um, and... He's getting a start regularly. So there's something going on with him mentally from 30 to to 100 or 60s. He's just not quite being able to push on at the moment. Um, you could do mm-hmm. that. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You, you, you want Warner in, don't you? I want Warner yep. in. And I quite liked um, Ian Healy's comments during our coverage on Channel 9 during the week. He said, David plays and it's on him to win us the Ashes. Mm. There's some pressure on him. Like, get him out there. Give him... Give him the opportunity to win us the Ashes as a senior player. He's got us into some innings. He's looked like get, taking the game away from England at times. But we need him to score 100. Yeah. Give him that chance. He had a bad game in the last one. I got worried about David because he started to show some signs from the previous tour on, in 2019. He started to smile around the place when he played a mist, um, smile as he's walking off the ground. Um, whereas we saw a real steely resolve in the first couple of test matches. I want to see David Warner get back to that. Yep, like that, mate. It all kicks off on Wednesday. Cannot wait. Fire up. Hopefully we can get it done. The Ashes, that is. Uh, Rocky, you've demanded some time after 10.30 to talk about your wife and politics. No, I haven't. You'd like to throw me under the bus. That's happening after 10.30. That That is is exactly what's happening. Here at 104.7 Adelaide's <laughs> Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M, 19 minutes away from a 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. Now, boys, we're going to the phones right now, one triple three five three style. Yes. The pettiest charge, the pettiest fee yep. that you've ever received, because I've received an absolute doozy throughout the week, Rocky, I tell you. <laughs> What's happened? You don't tell He's me. He's not happy. Not, I would not like, like a bank would, fee or something. I would it, like to think disgrace. that I'm a pretty... Glass half full kind of operator. I'd like I'd to think, that, yeah. you know, both me and you are Ferg yeah, and Rock's so. Not sort so of the sure other way. Rock. Yeah, <laughs> Rock's definitely the other way, to be fair. I, I, anyway. I, I hate everyone and everything. 
Yeah, well, we've seen that in full swing oh, the last God. month. But... Um, anyway, so I've uh, misplaced my council rates. So I'm that still, can happen. That can happen. I'm still mm. getting them by uh, by the post. I haven't quite and converted into the email yet, mm. okay. which I should be doing, but I don't because I just like to have everything on file. Filed, but the file's yeah, not right. the file's not working for me at the moment. I've mis uh, yeah misplaced your last one. Now everyone's paying. Oh, you know, thousands of dollars per year for council rates. They oh. are they are extraordinary where they sting you. They are extraordinary. Stinks. It's an absolute rot. It's a to lot. what? To come and pick your bins up. Pretty I well. Mean, they can't That's even it. fix the roads. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, you're, you're spot on. So it's a lot of money you're paying. So I'm like, right. Anyway, that's a whole other story. So I give them a, <laughs> I give them a call throughout the week. I'm like, guys, I've misplaced my um, council rates. I need to send them on. Uh, could you just send them out to me? And I don't expect it to be sent out usually. Just can you email them yep, to me perfect. so then I can flick it on to whoever I need to flick it on to. And uh, she's just like, yep, we're happy to do that. Um, <clears throat> just letting you know, though, as of the new financial year, $9 charge. <laughs> for an email? What for? For an email. And I... Did well, that. let's be honest. I mean, it takes a bit of time to oh! get your... And, well, you know, time's money and people... You know, it's well, brain power going into sending that email well, out to Mark Thomas who can't file his papers properly. Yeah, okay. I understand that. But I did have the conversation <laughs> with the lady. I said, how, how much? She's got $9. Nine I'm like, bucks. it's a good hourly rate. That's a good hourly rate if you're flicking on a few of those throughout oh, the day. Hell. I couldn't believe it. $9. And then she's like, oh, if you sign up to e-notice or something like right. that, you'll have them all that just there. So that's what I did. Well, I'm, that- I'm not parting away with the nine, Rock. <laughs> so that must be... So is that how the Med- Meadows City Council is uh, funding the grandstand that's going up out at the footy club? The Mark Thomas stand out no. on the wing there? Is no. that what's no. No. That, well, they must be funding something and well, charging you nine bucks for an email. And it's got nothing to do with me, I tell you. That is extraordinary. And that's, that's I mean, that's that'll save you half a pint, $9. <laughs> now, Rock, now, Rock, you're a political man. What, yes. What's going on here, mate? This is just out of control. Well, you don't want to get me started. I could take this chat anywhere if you want to go to politics. <laughs> I mean, you've got all these people in government that are still working from home, Fergus. We're paying rent in these buildings through the roof, but you don't That's want to get me started on, po- on mm. politics and they work from home. We pay their wages to sit at home. And the one that gets me, though, is bank fees. So okay. they cash in everywhere. So That's if right. you make a MasterCard payment or Visa payment, it's a 1.5% surcharge or something. But yeah. then they charge the person you're sending it to as well. So all of a sudden they've made, what, five, six, seven bucks from a couple of transactions when they've done nothing. Uh, Transfer the money. That's just pricked something in in me as well. Because I went to go get a bank check the other day to get a car. Right. All right. For for Charlie. Yep. So to access your own money to write out a bank check, 30 bucks. What? (laughs) 30 bucks to access your own money. I don't know how. Did you ask them? No, they waived it in the end because I had a nice conversation. $30 for a check? (laughs) Oh, well, excuse me, sir. Uh, Now, that $30 seems a little bit outrageous to me. Uh, Hanging on the table. (laughs) One triple three five three. Let's talk petty fees here, Adelaide. Let's talk petty charges. What have you been done for? What was the petty fine? Did you cop one for jaywalking or something like that? (laughs) The petty charges... 
that you've had to pay or that yep. you, you know, you absolutely not denied it. I'm not doing that. I'd love to know. One triple three. Get angry people. One triple three five three petty charges. We're talking them right now, and we've got so many tickets to give away to oh. the sandful as well. Oh, please. This is oh, superb. Yes. You and three mates, one triple three five three petty charges. We'll do it next. Seven minutes away from ten o'clock for your Saturday morning Adelaide. One oh four point seven Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and uh, Tomo. Now Rocky. Sloaney plays his 250th game for the Adelaide Football Club tonight, mate. Um, you played against him a lot of times, both at Brisbane and Port Adelaide. How do you reckon he'll go down and be remembered? Oh, he'll go down as one of the, the greats at the Adelaide Crows, I would have thought. Captain of the footy club. He's been super consistent performer and um, he's 250 games. To, to be able to come back at his age through what he went through last year with the knee reconstruction, it's a credit to himself how hard he's worked and... He, uh, he's, he's been probably one of their better players, held his position quite well this season. So there was a, a potential that he might not have been able to get back into the team, but he's found a way to make it work. And I mean, when he was at, at his absolute best, he's clearly not that now. But yep. when he was, he was one of the best players in the competition. And he was one of the prime movers and, and one of the big reasons that the Adelaide Crows were able to get to the, those that grand final. Yeah, he's certainly shown a lot of uh, resolve because that's not an easy thing at his age to have blown his knee out, know he's out for 12 months and, and get through that rehab as well as he has. And his body's showing some serious resilience at the moment. Uh, when you get a bit older you, and you, you spend so much time out of the game with, with an injury like that, it's, there's a real potential for your soft tissue around that knee to start to weaken a little bit. But he's, he must be putting in serious hours into, that, um, into his physical well-being. And he has just been fantastic physically throughout this season so far. He seems to have lost nothing. Mm. And I love that he came out and said, look, at the moment, I, the way I view it, they're going to have to sack me at some point. I'm just preparing myself to make sure I'm ready to play each week and I'm looking to go on as long as the, as long as I can until they sack me. I think his leadership as well. Uh, like through some pretty tough years after that grand final, there's no doubt about that, uh, and helping a young side come through. You're in the same position, Rocky, with a with a battling side. Like, and I think that's probably been a little bit underrated, to be honest, with Sloney's captaincy. Yeah, it certainly has. I mean, he, he took over at a, a tough time as well, as you said, and, and led pretty well through that. Uh, a coach has moved on, and uh, it's always a, a tricky time when a, a new coach comes in. But his, uh, his ability to, to adapt to different conditions and uh, his professionalism, I think, is what he'll be remembered for. He'd be a huge part of why they've been playing as well as they have this mm. year, I reckon. Because to be able to get a guy like that back in this, it's almost like a new recruit coming into this year. The the direction on field, the leadership, he would be a huge part of the reason why they're playing so well. And the learnings for the young players around him would be extraordinary and through the roof. So I think it's... If he can keep playing at this level into next year, because I think next year is when the Crows are really going to launch. They're, I mean, they're going to be pushing into finals, if not further, because of how potent that forward line is. I, I think it's an exciting time for the Crows. They take on GWS tonight, Sloaney's 250th game, and Triple M has put this together. Sloan now. One of the first nails in the coffin tonight, if he can unload from 48. From 48. Yes, he can. Players going in yeah. there to support him. They love him. They love him like no other. The Corey Sloan clearly the favourite of the boys, and they get around him as he slams one from downtown. Ball spits out the back. Casey's coming through. Look at McCreary trying to take him on. Sloan with a big wrap-up tackle. Big time from Rory. They're going to come. Come. Sloan gets the goal. A big smother. Real good stuff by Sloan. 
Brooks Lone has a bounce, looks around, no one at him, has two, goes long, Walker, one out with his man, bouncing ball, goal! Yeah, there's Rory on his way in now, gee, it's a perfect kick though, have a look at that, you reckon that won't lift the team, straight through the middle, Rory Sloan, what an important goal, it's a nice little pick up from Sloan, hand pass for Hockey, back to Sloan, runs the 20, slams it home for Adelaide, Sloan right on his head, and he takes the mark, long inside, 50, Sloan, big roarser, not known as a contested mark, that is a ripper about 15 out directly in front of Rory Sloan directly in front and bang. That's a big mark and goal from a little man. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. There's only one man we talk to about motorsport. That's His right. name is Greg Rusty. Dominates the airwaves and the podcast oh, world yeah. with oh, Rusty's honey. Garage Podcast. And he joins us on this lovely Saturday morning in Adelaide. Rusty, hello, mate. Morning, guys. How are we? Oh, oh mate, we're, we're great, top mate. of the world. Uh, big news, Daniel Ricciardo returning to F1 this week. What's going on here, mate? I reckon this has taken a few punters by surprise. Yeah, it has. So uh, he's been given just in the last few hours a hero's welcome back at the AlphaTauri factory. He raced for that team back a decade ago now. Now, boys, normally if someone is axed in season, typically it kind of happens around the F1 summer break, but that's still a couple of weeks away. So for the, the Dutch driver, Nick De Vries, who was in this seat, this is brutal, right? So he's out effective immediately. Dan will be in for next week's race in Hungary, um, and I reckon the problem here is that Nick, unfortunately, has just not been able to deliver. No points on the board. Doesn't look like a great car at the moment, so hopefully Dan's experience can help turn that around. And, boys, more than a few people wondering whether maybe this could put some pressure on Sergio Perez in the main Red Bull team, Ooh. who Daniel had a test with during the week, um, and would we potentially see Daniel back in that seat in 2024? So, uh, very interesting, you know, chess moves happening at the moment and what it all means in terms of the silly season for next year. And Rusty, uh, obviously there's been a pretty big traditional rivalry between the Aussies and the Kiwis. Uh, that's been heightened recently over a big decision uh, surrounding a, a driver. Yep, that's right. So this, this move for Daniel Ricciardo um, has got the Kiwis in a bit of a knot because they were hoping their young charger, Liam Lawson, who's part of the the Red Bull Junior family and highly rated by a lot of people that it would in fact be him that gets promoted. Right. So he's, ra he's racing in Japan this weekend in the Super Formula Series and he didn't know this was happening. He only found out about it when he touched down in, in Japan. So um, maybe, you know, who knows, if Dan were to get promoted next year, if things went all right for him, maybe... Um, Liam's kind of in the in the frame for next year. Who knows? Wow. Yeah, and it was an awesome drive by Oscar Piastri at the uh, British Grand Prix last week. But what about Ford? My uh, my Ford, the Blue Oval, finally took a win in the supercars in Townsville. It was really good. One to savour, wasn't it? So Anton Di Pasquale came on the pod this week to talk about it from Dick Johnson Racing. Obviously, at the opening round of the championship, Cam Waters is officially listed as a winner uh, there in Newcastle. But... Uh, it was only after the Red Bulls were disqualified. So sadly for Cam, that kind of got over, overshadowed by everything that was transpiring in Newcastle. This is the first time that a Ford has crossed the line, greeted the chequered flag, taken the win. Um, they've obviously got some improvements to the car in the wake of the, the Darwin round. 
but probably a little bit more work to, to go, they say, on the forward side of the ledger. And they're off to race under lights at Sydney Motorsport Park in a couple of weeks' time. You are sky high once again, Rusty. Thanks yes. so much for joining us, mate. Have a ripper weekend, lads. Thank you. Interesting. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Six minutes past 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. The dead uh, legends are here. Oh, nice little entree before. Oh, oh, oh. The rub kicks off at 11.30. Port Adelaide playing the Savo and the Crows tonight in Sloaney's 250th game. Now, Rocky, we've found another member in the Tim Watson club. <laughs> we've... What's the Tim Watson club? Uh, oh, you hang know, on a star, second. Superstars of competition. Wow. Yes. You know the Tim Watson club very, very well. Here's what Better happened all these years ago on, uh, I think it was Channel 7. Whoop. My bad. I'll just turn my buttons on here. Well, coming up after the break, we'll catch up with Demon Coach. We got a party going. So if you haven't seen that footage, it is absolutely superb. We just, just have a Tim Watson moment then. I think I might have played it. There was a bit of a yip, 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 yip. Think, late think nomination. I think you'll find them in. <laughs> a little Greg Blewett. I think you'll find them in. <laughs> And then Rocky joined the club. The Crows won by two points. Uh, and then, of course, today, uh, Port Adelaide, they play as well. Do they? Who they got today? <laughs> you don't know who they got today? <laughs> oh, you turned my mic on, What's happening? I've got no idea. I mean, Rock's just sort of... Uh, like he swallowed a fly or something. Someone check on him, please. <laughs> I was genuinely concerned about him. I thought someone needed to check on him. It wasn't a fly that got stuck. It was a dumpling got stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we had a new entrance this week, which is absolutely superb. We love that. Uh, Dits after dominating a Triple M breakfast. Number one in Adelaide, if you don't mind, No no surprises there, but this surprised me. I can't... Honestly, if if there was one bloke on Triple M that wasn't going to do this, I thought it was Chris Dipper. Right, and how's this news? Daniel Ricciardo, back from the dead, basically. Uh, he will be on the grid at the Hungarian Grand Prix this weekend. Uh, he's replaced struggling Dutch driver, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. I'll come back to you with that. I'm glad I went with that. Yeah, that uh, well-known Dutch Formula 1 driver. Anyway. It's... Oh, man. It's too good. I'll tell you what, for the people that were obviously um, an audio <laughs> um, medium, but uh, Fur can dance. Yes. Fur was dancing. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. When that, yeah. that music was playing. Yeah, I, you and can I can't move. dance. No, you can. You <laughs> move those, well. Those Holy hips hell. were moving. Yeah, they were. I was actually yeah, well, quite impressed with that. I certainly don't want to say too much. <laughs> sort of heaven <laughs> nightclub-esque, late 90s. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so we'll go again. <laughs> and we got dancing. a party going on. Rusty, not too far away from joining us here at the Dead Cert Legends. Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's a Triple M, the Dead Cert Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Akau Ferguson and Tomo. We caught up with Choco Williams at the start of the yeah, show good. as well. Seriously. What an absolute star that man is. Uh, you can get that on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Yeah, let's talk AFL action. Obviously, a couple of teams struggle on the road, so that's where we're going to take this one. We've seen the Brisbane Lions go down last night at the MCG. They've got a hoodoo. I think they've only won one in the last 15 or 16 times they've played. They're really disappointed. I think the last time may have been something like 2014 before they won that final last year. So it's a, a long time between drinks, and unfortunately, they just can't get the job done at all at the MCG. And and we know that uh, the grand finals played at the MCG. You need to win games of footy there. They had their opportunity when the grand final was at the Gabba a few years mm. ago, but uh, 
it's a it's going to be really tough for them to be able to win it now. And and of course, the the team in Adelaide the, at the moment, the Adelaide Crows, they just cannot win for some reason on the road. They, I mean, they turned up last week and it ended up being eighteen points. But I think the the scoreboard sort of flattered the uh, the Crows mm. a bit, didn't it? They were they were blown away in the first half. So. Delve into a little bit of what happens on the road and and why why that potentially can happen. So this is where I want to go with this as well, well I'm because not surprised you want to pipe up. Well, you, you're wearing an Essendon guernsey. You've sung the song in the first. Yeah, bloody the, the, the Crows have won one game on the road down at Tassie and fell in against the Hawks, <laughs> it, which yeah. is incredible. And don't worry, they'll put on a performance tonight at Adelaide Oval. But I want to talk to you about this, Rock. You're a couple of years out the system, mate. You've played at Brisbane and Port Adelaide, so not involved in Victoria. So you're travelling every second week. So how hard was it for you as, a, as a, a youngster when you first started doing it? Did you learn a few tricks along the way? Are you a routine man? I want to know a whole heap about it. Yeah, I think early days you can get caught up. Um, when you go away and you've got full buffets there, that was a, a big trap, I reckon, particularly when you first start because there's so much food there. When you're at home, you cook or you've got your meal and you just eat the one plate where potentially when you're on the road, you could eat two plates and then go back and have dessert and just eat the food that you don't need. So you could go into games a little bit heavier. And then when you're away as well, if you're in Melbourne, for me, you could catch up with family, spend time with different people. So sometimes um, you just have to cut that back and, and you learn what works for you the more you do it. It's a bit like anything you do, mm. I, I suppose, the, the flying hours, as it's called in, in radio land, about being on air, the, the more you do, the better you get at it. So the more you travel, you obviously get better at it. Um, so, But then it was also finding a game day routine. If you played at night, would you go out in the morning to somewhere down Chapel Street to the, the jam factory, I think it was, and play the arcades, or would you just go for a walk and get moving? So it was just about, for me, finding the right balance, what worked, but I, I know there would be distractions out there. But in saying that, you're only realistically, for the Adelaide teams, probably landing around lunchtime after lunch, may have a captain's run, and then you can play and hopefully get in and get out. So you're not away for a long period of time, but for some reason it can filter through really quickly as well and become a really big issue that everyone wants to talk about all the time, and then it just happens time and time and time and time again. So, Rock, is that generally the, the routine, that you fly in the day before and then play the next day? Is there any – I've heard of teams flying the, the morning of a night game, et cetera. Um, is that the general routine? The night general before? routine, yeah, is the, the night before. I know uh, the West Coast and, and Fremantle somebody go, sometimes go two nights before. So, they'll if they're, particularly if they play in Brisbane, they'll fly in on the Thursday, spend a couple of nights, and then try and fly out that night so you might be away for two or three days so the Perth teams I think do it a bit tougher than everyone else in the competition Mm, with their travelling arrangements but realistically you should be able to get up for a game at home or away and unfortunately at the moment the Lions cannot win at the MCG and the Adelaide Crows as soon as they step foot on outside of the uh, postcode 4000 it's all over for them So in cricket obviously we travel and and play long form cricket we're away for almost a week when we're playing a four day or test test match Um, even for one day games we quite often be away for a couple of nights This is one thing that I haven't really understood that well, just because I suppose as a young cricketer, you're you're going into it expecting to be away from home a bit because that's what um, making career in that that sport does and and expects. Do you think that the footballers, because they're playing football, are thinking, oh, I'm always going to be home, that they just... They hate being away from their own bed. They hate being away from the uh, creature comforts of home. 
Yeah, potentially. Like, I know that there was guys, I think Michael Voss used to take his own bedding back in the day. He used to pack his own bedding, strip the bed, put his stuff on, pillows and stuff like that. So each player is very different, but unfortunately it's filtered through the whole teams. And now Mm. everyone talks about it in the industry. They talk about the lines when they play at the MCG. It's it's all over for them. And then the noise around it, as much as they want to deflect it and say it's not a thing, it's a thing now. And, And they're really caught up with it. And for the Crows as well... For some reason, they've gone on the road because they haven't been known as this in the past. No. They've been actually quite good on the road. They beat the Bulldogs and they'd win away from home. But this year, for some reason, when they get on that plane, they can't get things to click and win games of footy. So they need to try and pinpoint exactly what it is. And sometimes you might try a different thing. They may train at home on the Friday, say the Saturday game, train at home Saturday, uh, Friday morning, then fly Friday night and have the rest of the night off and then just go to the game. Well, they might fly early Friday morning, train in the afternoon in Melbourne. So they can mix and match and try different things, but they've just got to try and find out exactly what's going wrong. You've got to start looking at this stuff as an opportunity or create some sort of environment when you're going away. It's something to look forward to. You know, you don't get that many opportunities to go to the MCG. How good is it going to be to play at the G this week or Marvel, you know, playing under the dome, perfect yeah. condition. You've got to start. It's a glass half full, half empty um, argument or theory, isn't it? You know, you get you got to find things that excite you about it to really invigorate you. And geez, you, if you can, if you get too caught up in the media side of this stuff, it can drown you. And I, I, it feels like that's where the crows are at at the moment. Yeah, long flight for Brisbane back today. Unfortunately, went down by a point last night. Now, uh, some time has been demanded from our man Rock to talk about happy. politics and his beautiful yes. wife. Yeah, they no, just don't. I, I they just this. don't mix. I love it, and, and Shana's not going to love this one bit. And I no. can't wait to send her the audio and, later. Uh, she's up in Sydney, so she's got no <laughs> chance of hearing it, unless, of course, she's on the listener app. Fire up, rock. L I S T N. We'll do that shortly. Triple M. The boss. How good for a Saturday morning. Fire up. Twenty-two minutes away from eleven o'clock. Triple M's dead set legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. Now Fergus. Yes. Um, Let me it, just adjust my Essendon scarf. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do that. Now, it's, it's fair to say that when we first met Tom Rockliffe, yep. we had no idea, absolutely no idea, that he adored the world of politics. <laughs> is this right? He could not have been further buried into that closet. Mate, it's unbelievable. This is, uh, it's just it's just someone, you know, he's just your, your true blue sort of Aussie bloke is the way that yep. I'd see Tommy Rockcliffe. Yep. But he is subscribed to every single website, yep. articles galore. He just adores politics. Is this not true, Rob? <laughs> yeah, you've caught me out. It's uh, <laughs> certainly a, cl- a closet uh, thing for me to uh, keep an eye on politics, that's for sure. I always feel like I've he's got a good handle on it. Late night it's on Sky, he's yeah. watching, don't in, worry. In Australia or abroad, mostly America, I um, yeah, go down the rabbit hole a fair way and uh, find some interesting things it's out a there. a real but... conspiracy so theory. For example, well. like I opened the paper today and I mentioned mm. uh, a lady's name, and yep. then Rock just goes bang. He goes <laughs> all about it, like you, like you wrote the article. <laughs> Are we sure he's not ghostwriting for someone? <laughs> I, I, I have been doing a little bit of work for the Guardian of late. But, um, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't be now, writing in the Guardian. Rock, Rocky. Why have you demanded four minutes after 10.30? Oh, well, I haven't, but um, there's a few things that are really starting to irk me. I suppose you, you look in, um, in New South Wales, for example, uh, you've got the Green Senator there that um, stopped the freeway from going ahead because she wanted to save the koalas. And then uh, 
her property she wanted to develop and put three townhouses on it. So she uh, decided to wipe out where koalas were living and uh, the vegetation to build houses. So they pick and choose a little bit, which frustrates <laughs> oh, me wrong. to say the least. But when we start to talk about politics, there's a by-election up here this week. Um, in, in Queensland, where I'm currently living, so we're in. Uh, we had to go and vote this week. So last time we voted, are you me running? Are you running this year? <laughs> well, I almost put myself down as a candidate, that's for sure. But um, every other man and his dog are. This is what happens at by-elections, gentlemen. They uh, a lot of people go for them. So there's actually 13 candidates up for grabs this time. Normally only have oh, three oh. or four, but this is happens every by-election. So a little bit of knowledge there for you if you ever. Have to vote in a by-election, but um, last time we voted, we were down in Adelaide, and the wife pays no attention to it. She just couldn't be further yeah, uh, um, away from politics and just got no comprehension of it, doesn't really get involved, and it doesn't bother her. She pretty much doesn't want to vote, but uh, obviously being compulsory in Australia, you have to go and vote. So we're walking in, she goes, who should we vote for? And I, I gave her a little bit of knowledge of who I thought and explain why mm. she, she didn't listen to me. She goes, you can't just tell me when we're walking in. No, you, you've, you've flustered me. <laughs> so she walks in and walked out. And, um, you, you know, you have the conversation with her partner. And so I said, oh, who did you vote for? And um, she in, informed me who she voted for. And it, let, let's just say it um, starts with G, mm-hmm. who she mm-hmm. voted for. And, okay. yeah, it's, it's a colour. And uh, so we didn't Shana speak. hugs trees is what so, happens. So we didn't, we didn't, um, oh, we didn't speak. What do you mean? <laughs> We didn't speak for a month. Uh, <laughs> after that. So, so this by-election, we're walking in and we um, in the car park and I think Jack was at school and Huey, we had to do it early because of obviously working this weekend. Mm. She's down in Sydney, so she's away. So I've explained to her exactly how to do it and who to vote for and who she... Uh, the best case for us. I mean, everyone get, gets an opportunity to vote and vote yes. for their best individual That's circumstances right. and yep. who they want to vote for. So I walked in and explained it to her, grabbed the voting card. I mean, um, Labor went to give me a card. I told him to piss off and not give me that. Don't worry about that. Don't, I don't need to see that. And, and grabbed the card that I was voting for and had the numbers there, 1 to 13. So I gave one to Shana. I said, just copy this, fill that out, exactly the same, and you'll be fine. So I go in first, and um, Huey comes over with me. I do my voting, and, and he, he puts the envelope in. Shana was really, really quick, and I said, you know you've got to – Fill out. We got outside and I said, how'd you go? Did you get it all done? You put the 13 numbers in? No, I only put one number down. Oh, <laughs> no. Classic so, donkey vote. Yeah, <laughs> so, she, so her vote's not going to count, but um, yeah, hopefully uh, the, the the member that I supported can get up in the by-election. Oh, my goodness. Incredible. Now, uh, how many Rockcliffs were uh, on, the, on, the, on the voting form there, Rock? Mm. Was there a few there? Because... Well, there the is Rockcliffe only... name is prominent in yes. Australian politics. Yeah, there is only one standing left. There's only one blue state left, and uh, that is Uncle Jeremy, of course, down mm. there in Tasmania. Well, this is the thing about Rocky. That's it's right. Like he's a big name. He is. He he's, is. He's national, and he has had some uh, infamous sort of run-ins with a lot of people in the That's media. Right. But now he's gone into politics, and when Jackie Lambie got oh, a hold of him, that was incredible. Really lit him up. I simply want to say this to Rocky. Listen and listen very carefully, Rocky. <laughs> it's as simple as this. Cries fans. I've had a bloody gutful over your... S- Predictions. And you can stick it up your bum. That's what's going on. <laughs>
<laughs> That's what's happening. And I'll tell you what, Jackie, you can piss off to <laughs> 12 minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. If you missed the show as well, make sure you grab the listener app, oh, L-I-S-T-N-R, and you can grab the podcast there just quickly as well. We just want to say a massive thank you to the Triple M family. We've had some very, very good ratings, we not have. only on this show, but uh, throughout the station here at Triple M Adelaide. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely, family. It's brilliant to have the support that we've had, Rock. Yeah, it certainly is. It's amazing what you do when uh, what happens when you put a few more Port Adelaide people on the airways oh, of Adelaide. Yeah. They all come. <laughs> they all turn up. Give us a spell. No mistake why those ratings have just spiked since yeah. I've come right on Right, speaking of Port Adelaide, how are they shaping up today as they head over to uh, Melbourne to take on Carlton Rock? Yeah, it should be a good game. I mean, Carlton are starting to play some better footy. You look over their last sort of three games, they, they got hold of the Gold Coast Suns there at the MCG, beat Hawthorne. And then, that, then they've beaten Fremantle over there as well. So they haven't beaten a great deal, I suppose, Carlton, but they're certainly playing much better footy than what they had been earlier on in the season. For Port Adelaide, it just it continues on at the moment. They, they just continue to win games of footy and build momentum towards finals. They're um, look, looking to secure a top two spot, that's for sure. The, the big news, I suppose, out of Port Adelaide is that the six, six changes. So Dixon out, Horn Francis, Rioli for personal reasons. Um, Narkle out, Burton omitted as well, Sam Sam Hayes out and Trent McKenzie injured. So there's some, some big outs there, but there's also some good good ins as well. I think Ollie Lord's going to be a really good player of the yep, future. He, he gets another opportunity. Scotty Lysette back into the team. Number one Ruckman down there at Port Adelaide. Tom Jonas, a captain. Slots into fullback and, and Dersmer as well on the wing. I think he hasn't played a lot of footy this year. Mm. Well, the last couple of years, he, he sort of had those injuries, but he finds his way back into the team. And Jace Burgoyne and Jackson Mead, a couple of father-sons, come back into the team as well. So for Port Adelaide, they've just got to continue on what they've been doing, get that dominance around the contest, make sure that Butters, Rosie, those guys find the footy, deliver it in, into their front half. And we know that it's going to operate a little bit differently than what it has because of uh, those guys that are missing down there with Dixon and Rioli. But I think they've still got a potent enough forward line, Finlayson and Marshall, to, to step up and kick a big score. You'd be pumped that you're good, mate. Tommy Jonas is back in the lineup, Rock. Does he hang on? Yeah, I think he does. I think he'll go out there. He gets the opportunity now to, to hold on to his spot. I mean, there's going to be pressure for him to hold that. He, he's just got to go out there and perform fast deck there at Marvel Stadium. Mm. They play the ground so well, though, mm. Port Adelaide. They've got a good good record there. I think they've won the last 11 or 12. So, um, But they've they've just got to continue on. Tommy Jonas, he's he has to be find some really good form straight away. I think he's been playing some really good sample footy from all reports as well, so he gets another crack at it and, uh, yeah, hopefully can retain his spot. Port have got an opportunity to do the Crows a huge favour here. This could really end Carlton. I, I just can't see Carlton getting anywhere near it. At the moment, there's a, just a, a flicker for Carlton, but if they lose this one, I can't see it, and it gives the Crows just one less to have to deal with in that there's a real battle on for those last couple of spots in the eight, Rock. It's certainly starting to bottleneck, isn't it? You look at you could make an argument for everyone down to fifteenth position to play finals. Fremantle, they're only a game and a half out of the top eight. They're a game behind um, the Adelaide Crows and plenty of percentage. But the, the Crows need to have a good win. So let's let's chat about the Adelaide Crows. That they take on the Giants. We know they're a different team at home this year. The Adelaide Crows have been much better on their home deck. Start fast, but they did this in round one against the Giants up there at Giant Stadium. And then just fell in a hole and. 
That could be a game that actually comes back to Hornham, Tomo. Oh, bloody oath, that one. And and probably the both Collingwood ones as well. Accommodation of three yeah. points that you lose that by. Tom Green out for the Giants, which Jeez, is a yeah. big out in their midfield, Rocky. Yep. Yeah, it certainly is. He's a, a superstar of the competition. I really rate him. He's a bull inside the contest, and he's a big out. That There's no doubt about that. But... Um, Crows weren't scared to make the, the big call at um, selection. Yep. We've seen Saligo, who I think was only nominated for the Rising Star or signed a contract extension really long. 2029. Time. Yeah, mm. so he, he's been resold this this week, and Ned McHenry finds his way out of the team as well. So Butts and Shane McAdden come back into that team. So there's some good strengths in there. But the Adelaide Crows, I'd imagine them to get the job done, start fast there on their home deck and blow the Giants away early in this one. Who Shane goes McAdam, to t- I'll tell you what, I love watching Shane yeah. McAdam play. Oh, yeah. he, he just brings a different element and a bit of X factor, I reckon. Toby Green, who goes to him, Rock? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great question. They actually kept him goalless last week, Hawthorne. So yeah. if they need to do that again, um, is it a butts? Is it a hinge? Does he get the job mm. hinged? can do them those sort of roles so it'll be a watch and see i'd imagine maybe butts or hinge will get that job on uh, toby green and try and keep him out of the game because he is the one x factor in that front half of the giants that could break the game open for them. who are we tipping out of both games Ferg? well i reckon both both the adelaide teams get up today i, yep. I think carlton i just don't think they're good enough and, and the gws i mean they're, they're showing some really good signs but the crows are so potent at home rocky yeah, same. I'm going both uh, Adelaide teams. I think Port will get the job done, even though they're out, and the Crows will get it done tonight in for Sloney. Beautiful. Jay-Z Clark coming up after 11 o'clock here at Triple M. It's the Dead Cert Legends, Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. 104.7 Adelaide's at Triple M, and I tell you what, when you want a little bit of trade news, some footy goss, you go to one man. Triple M's Dead Cert Legends, AFL Newsbreaker, Jay Clark. Jay-Z Clark, yes. good morning to you. The Melbourne Demons, too good last night without Brody Grundy. Oh, extraordinary, wasn't it, really? Max Gorn has played one of the best games of his career. In fact, it might have been the best game of his career. He was huge. Petrarca fired uh, forward and Jacob, Jake Malksham, who's been on the AFL scrap heap, booted out of the game, playing, playing VFL. What a fairy tale. That's Mag first in the boundary line and then the long goal from 50. But you can't, the biggest story, of course, is Brody Grundy. Now, with that forward line firing a bit late with a bit more of a mobile look, uh, Petrarca, as we mentioned before, and, um, and Malksham, Brody Grundy today will go down to the VFL in a VFL mm. practice match, so not even a v- real VFL game. Against St Kilda, he's going to have to recast himself as a forward. Now, does it, Rocky? Is Brody Grundy, who's been an All Australian ruckman, is he any chance of being able to prove himself as a half capable forward? Because we spoke to Lee Montagna, he's not sure he's going to play another game, another senior game wow. for the rest of the season. Wow. Well, I'd imagine he'll find his way back in there at some point, but I don't think he can play forward. We mentioned it earlier in the show that ruckman. For some reason, most of them like to play the number one role and just be the ruckman, and they're, they're too dopey, Jay, to play anywhere oh. else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, oh, wow. Gee whiz. Oh, I would say that Brody Grundy can't play the game in the ruck that Max Gorn did last yeah. night. Mm. I mean, Max Gorn was phenomenal. That looks like the way they're going to go forward. And whether Brody Grundy can come, come back in, I mean, he's essentially vying for Ben Brown's spot, who's a, a common medalist, of course. So it's going to be um, really interesting to watch. Melbourne's draw from here opens up. And with Port Adelaide breathing down their necks, a couple of tough games coming up from your boys, uh, Port Adelaide. So that. Melbourne versus Power, race for a home final is really going to heat up over the next month or so. Now, JC, we've got three big names. <laughs> JC. On the, JC. JC. <laughs> I don't think three so. Three big names 
on the trade table yep. potentially coming up. Yeah, little updates here. So Bailey Smith, that was the bombshell this week. He is, I can tell you, he is a little frustrated, a bit flat as a biscuit about playing on the half-forward flank. He was very good there. 2021 kicked eight goals in the final series, of course. Mm. We thought, right, he's a forward-half player. He wants to be a big dog in the midfield, and he's not that under loop beverage at the moment. So there have been some murmurings. He is under contract at the moment. Unless things go really pear-shaped, the fine people at the kennel, incredibly keen to keep uh, him there. So was linked um, with Geelong. I tell you what will be the interesting one is Dylan Shield also mm. from Melbourne. Yes. So they take on the Cats tonight. I said he was left out of the team out injured for this one. I'm getting mixed mm. messages about what that injury actually is, meaning he might have just been um, flat out omitted. So you look at young Hobbs, young Perkins, young Caldwell. Yep. Jay, are you there? Where does that leave Dylan Shield? He's still on a, a, a big contract next year, seven or eight hundred thousand dollars. I think they might dangle the carrot. If the Bombers could get a second or a third round pick, I reckon they'd look to make a deal. And Jay, we we seen you last Sunday pick oh, your Triple M oh, cricket eleven oh, off the back wow. of the Ashes. It was actually yes. quite incredible. You went <laughs> right your tri- your Triple <laughs> M footy, uh, your Triple M footy team, but a typical fashion for a, a Melbourne journalist to, to just pick a Victorian team. There's Wait. no surprises there, is there? It's a VFL competition after all, Jay. And <laughs> you've, you've got Damo opening the batting. Well, you've just gone wrong there, right at the top. You've got Damo opening the batting. Purple. But no one outside of Victoria bar Bernie Vince, who's effectively a Victorian because he's uh, on the rub anyway. Wait so I want to, I want to know Mark Rusciuto, no chance. Like Red Bigland, Xavier Ellis, yeah. Richard Champion, yeah. Jude Bolton. Yeah, it's a real sort of state of origin kind of setup that I'm going with. So this year, right, I have adopted Bernie Vince more so for his colour and personality than any sort of elegance of the crease. To be honest, so we got him in him at number five. Now we're all going to wear the big V, and the next instalment of this is going to be some sort of crappy allies arrangement where you can partner with the yeah. Australians and have your random New South Wales. You can have Duck as well. I guess he's sort of technically New South Wales. But I've come up with an allies team and I think in the summer we need to converge and we need to get everyone together and we need to have this out. So, Ferg, it's fair to say that you'll be captain of the team. Oh, well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually been involved in the footy side mm. of things yet, but I'll tell you one bloke who's filthed up real bad and that's Greg Blewett. He's not happy about being omitted. <laughs> yeah. And especially when he delivers some of this gold down on the boundary. Todd Marshall out, Tyson, uh, Dyson, uh, Tyson Depple, sorry. Get $100 off your first order. Yeah. <laughs> clean belly, heel, bill of health, uh, clean bill of health. Hang on, Ferg, during the Crickle uh, M triple <laughs> Let's go to Greg from Seafood Meadows. Let's go to Greg from Seafood Meadows. He's not happy. <laughs> oh, that's, that's some outstanding work. Well, listen, I'll leave it with you guys. You can either pick one of Bluey or Fur, given that you're internationally cat players. So you can only have one of the captains pick, and the other one can run the bar or something like that. I'm not sure I can mount a case for myself after yeah, hearing that, Daisy. After hearing that, we'll grab Fur, Greg. Jay-Z Clark, super again, mate. What it would be is fun afterwards. Once the career oh, game is over, yes. you'll go back up to the club rooms and have about 20 pots. And that's when the real gold is. <laughs> yeah. Responsibly. Responsibly, obviously. <laughs> I'll get working on my LA's team and I'll come back to you, boys. Love your stuff, <laughs> Jay-Z. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, great man. <laughs> oh, perfect. That is fantastic. That's brilliant. Um, we're going to wrap the show up next here at the yeah. Dead Set Legends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
19 minutes past 11 o'clock. You can get us on Lister as well. L-I-S-C and R. It's the Dead Set Legends here at Triple M. Bit of Eagle Eye Cherry to oh, finish off it. the Dead Set Legends. Oh. How good. Bit of Gee, safe tonight. Helping. 22 minutes past 11 o'clock. Yeah. Tom Rockleaf, Cow Ferguson and Tom o. Now, Fergus, odd mate. You, you no, gotta, just give it to me. You've got oh, you to be humble, but it's been a hell of a show. It's been unbelievable. And we are airborne. I mean, you know, the, I'm watching planes fly by. They're not even touching anywhere near where we are in the stratosphere. And, and look, to be honest, I, I need to get to this because I, I feel like Rocky's been on a heater again today. And he he's, he's left no stone unturned in, in trying to find some targets. And he's landed on the Ruckman again today. You've been particularly harsh, oh, Rock. Well, I mean, the evidence is there, Ferg, that the Ruckman, they just don't have that many brains. And I can back it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can back it up. Oh, do we have to? Are yeah. we going down? I think we have we to. We can't yeah. do this. I, mate, Ruck, I, I, got put in a head, I got put in the headlock last time I did. Yeah. Ruckman really struggled. Oh. Let's head to uh, Red Big Ones, the Triple M Gas World Interchange. Thanks, Jason. Sitting right alongside the Suns bench. Uh, very balanced bench, too, boys. Alec Megan is running through there. Um, he'll pinch it up forward. Horsley sitting right alongside of him. He'll rotate through the mid. Matt Shaw run through the back 50. Flanagan is the sub. Uh, over to the Crows, boys. Matty Yench, he copped, the, uh, he copped a massive punch to the head last week from James Boyd. Um, in the SNFL, it really blew him in pieces, boys. Biggles. Uh, Rue, you love it. Biggles. Yes. You sound like you've had your tongue pierced. <laughs> I thought we had Ken Gunner on the bed. Yeah. I caught one, one at Footy Trainer Wednesday night, <laughs> and it's cut down well. Very Henshaw really caught one in the SAFL with James Ford, didn't he? Tom, who was that? Tom, that's a great rendition. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Biggles. I mean, Ruffin, Biggles, they, seriously, they, Rock, how they, harsh are you going to be? Yeah. Tom, I can't believe you played that audio. Oh, I had nothing to do with seriously. it. Seriously. Well, also, while we're on that, Ferg, I mean, you've got to yeah. get people's... Guess names right when you're, in, when yes. you're speaking what are you to them. Jay Z. Yes. Not that hard. Jay Z eh? Clark, we just had on. Jay-Z? Now, I'm pretty confident you said Jay C. I said Jay C. Okay, let's have a listen. And I heat up over the next month or so. Now, JC, we've got three big names. No, JC. That is JC. JC. That's a Z. No. What are you blokes on about it? JC. 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 No, that is a C. C, definitely. Jeez, you're being harsh. If that, mm. But anyway, you guys go with that. That sounded funny. <laughs> Good job. We, we, we were actually going all right until you put a nice flattener in there, right? <laughs> what was that, Rock? Come oh, on, Rock. That was his idea, too, I know, wasn't it? I know it sounds like we've got to fill time, which we do uh, for another two was, minutes. And that's how easy it was for me to get you to turn on him. <laughs> JC. <laughs> no, nah, that was Jay Z. Don't worry, I'm with you. <laughs> Good. Yeah, rock, really flattening us oh, out. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, what a show it's been, though. Yeah, seriously. I mean, we mentioned Lambie's it before. Me. <laughs> yeah, well, we can go to that audio again if you want to. But seriously, Choco earlier. Yeah. How good's he? I mean, he's just so, so good. I'm staggered he hasn't landed on another. Um, Head coaching role. Well, like you asked him, Rock, and uh, it sounded like no interest to go up to the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, I think it's probably a bit late now. I think he, he feels shafted since uh, he was supposed to take over at the Giants there when Kevin Sheedy finished up and he was yeah. sort of earmarked to take over and then got shafted. And I don't think he's really had an opportunity ever since then. Yeah. And now there was another thing I wanted to touch on as well. I mean, there was obviously a huge bet that was landed oh, last, no, last we, week. We're running you know, out Crows, of time. Crows and Essendon. Tomo and I. Loser has to wear the Guernsey, sing the song. I, th- I threw in five scarves for him this morning as well. Jesus, and we've here. got a little bit of audio that you can catch on the listener later on, but you might as well have a little taster now. See the 
the oh, ball no. fly up, up to win the premiership flag. <laughs> it's worse than a ball. Yeah, boys who play this grand old game always driving for glory and fame. <laughs> See the really ball fly up, oh. up. The other teams, they don't fear. Oh, they try their best, but they can't get near as the bombers fly oh, up. I thought I was going all right there. That reminds yeah, nah. me of Rocky when he played that away game oh, in the yes. States. <laughs> he was singing it about 3 a.m. Oh, oh, man. Been a hell of a show. You enjoy the footy today, Rock, oh. and hopefully we can get a couple of wins for the Port Adelaide Footy Club. And the Adelaide Footy Club tonight. And a big hat's off to Rory Sloan as well, quickly. Yeah, how good. What a superstar yep. of the game. He's been an elite, fearless, fearless leader of the Adelaide Crows. Game 250 for Rory Sloan, the former skipper of the Adelaide Football Club. Have a good one. See you next week. See you. Bye.